0: It's just not every day that a girl who grew up listening to the blues from her dad's record collection gets to speak to somebody quite like West Australia's Dave Hole Esquire USA says there's no more explosive blues guitar player in the world. Billboard USA says slide guitar fanatics will have their brains blown out. And Kirk Hammett of Metallica says, says that this man is one of his favourite guitarists on the planet. Dave Hull, hello. Uh,
1: Hello, Angie.
0: I warned you, didn't I?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You said you were going to go in with all all, all the guns blazing, so (laughs) there we go.
0: Now we've got all of that out the way, uh, can we please talk about um, the fact that we managed to somehow live in West Australia and how lucky we are that we get to promote gigs right now?
1: Well, we are aren't we? I oh. mean you know it's uh it's probably the best place uh on earth to be in the last you know eighteen months, two years or whatever um we've had we've had a had a had a pretty good run of course. It has meant for people like myself that we can't tour which you know overseas or in uh, interstate or overseas, but that's a small price to pay compared with what most people have had to put up with I think.
0: So tell me, we've got we've got two events to talk about. One's coming up uh, next year in January, and people are going to need to get onto their tickets early for that. It's an event co- um, that's aces at the Madge, and it's a bit of a, I don't know, it's a bit of a festival, isn't it? Just all sorts yeah. of different varied events being amazing.
1: Yes, it's part of the Fringe Festival, which they have each year. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's something different for me because it'll be a acoustic blues I'm, you know, known for and electric blues and um, this is a, this is an acoustic duo I guess you call it um, with my friend Glenn Whisson and uh, the pair of us sort of run through well this be it be kind of done in a more of a slightly theatrical format where we sort of trace the history of the blues from the earliest recordings you know through to you know nearly to today um, and sort of just play examples it's just it's, it's Excuse for us to jam on, <laughs> have fun, have fun playing the songs. But you know, it's a, it'll be a little, a bit, bit of a more of a theatrical presentation in that way. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great fun.
0: Oh, I'm definitely going to have to take my old man to that. He's going to love that so much. So you literally give it a bit of a history lesson in music, which is the best kind of history lesson. Let's be honest. But <laughs> where yes. where was it? When was it that blues came about?
1: Oh, look, it's hard to. to it's really hard to determine when you would call the origins of blues. I mean, it really comes from African influence of, uh, you know, black Americans, like the slave trade brought the blues to America, I think. It was already there in its very sort of essential form. And then what happened in the South on the plantations and whatever was, of course, you had a lot of oppression, so you had a lot of, Uh, sort of outpouring music was a a form of expression for the workers on the plantations or the slaves and whatever So, and and they had access to different instruments like guitars harmonicas and so on so it sort of it just evolved really in that sort of environment into what we call the blues today Um, the, the recordings sort of started obviously not until around about 1920 did you get any recordings and you can hear the, the blues is there already. So,
0: no, <laughs> oh, it's just, oh, I just love it. Um, It's, you know, like the history of music in all sorts of fronts is just fascinating to, to track. I was speaking to um, Draft, uh, WA Hip Hop Act, the other day on Triple M and I just had to be very yeah. careful because, you know, Triple M audience, you know, none of this hip hop stuff. But we were sort of talking about the fact that, you know, you had, you had obviously classical and folk that have been around for forever. There's always been music. And then you sort of ended up with like the blues and rock and roll and like rock and roll was sort of like the, the naughty offspring from, you know, the swing bands. And then I kind of feel like now that hip hop is the naughty child of rock and roll and people are still kind of trying to figure that one out.
1: (laughs) It's all part of, yeah, it is all part of a, a history of, you know, an evolution and, and it's all connected really, um you know, I guess it's we put it under a big sort of umbrella of roots roots music these days, which covers just about everything but um it is all connected um and it's all it really all has i mean you know to to be honest, it all has that black origin uh you know from so the it comes from the blues, probably the roots of it you know the african influenced the blues, then you've got your jazz and soul and gospel, which are sort of. Flip side of the same thing. Really, just one is more evil and one is more righteous. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one's about what the blues, is more about having fun and and drinking and all that sort of thing, and the, the the gospel and the is more about you know not doing that sort of thing. So.
0: Well, you got to have balance in this world, don't you? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Uh,
0: what was it about the blues for you? I mean, you've obviously gone on to become like I outrageously flattered you with before, one of the world's greatest slide guitarists and blues musicians. Um, how how does that how does that happen? Like where were you in your life where you turned around and you went this is me, this is home for me?
1: Well, that that moment was really when I was 16 at high school and I'd been playing a uh, little bit of guitar and I'd been playing in a high school band uh, got sort of roped in to play second guitar in a high school band and we were playing sort of Beatles songs and stuff like that and then <clears throat> I heard obviously heard you know, it's just going a long way back of course but heard the Rolling Stones and that and they were doing covers of blues musicians uh, and Jimmy Reed and uh, sort of the Muddy Waters and so on and So that was my, In I heard those artists being covered and then I actually heard the first real deep blues I heard was a Muddy Waters record and it it bowled me over. I just, I was stunned and, you know, enraptured with it and gradually just realised that that was the music that spoke strongest to me and um, delved into it. You know, it wasn't really that conscious, I just loved it and so bought every blues record I could get my hands on and just played them over and over and um, gradually my my guitar playing sort of improved over the years uh, by listening to that stuff, you know.
0: And so this is the bit that fascinates me with music. I mean, we we love to, like, discuss music and everyone's got their favourites and there's things that people don't like and all the rest of it. But what we were just talking about before is, like, the history of the blues coming from that deep South America, the African-American influence, you know, the slave trade. That whole context comes into it. How does, you know, a kid from England growing up (laughs) in Western Australia identify so strongly with, with the music that's just come from totally culturally a different place?
1: Well, that's a good question. I mean, who knows why, but we do, uh, so many of us do. And I think it's really because it's all about the human condition, which is not really that that sort of different. I mean, uh, you know, the, the colour of your skin we realise doesn't count at all. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's it been, a you know, it's been a thing that has been, you know, meant that so many of the world population have been mistreated and and everything so but really we are all humans and we all have the same emotions and we all kind of have similar problems and and um, in a way blues is sort of cathartic really you know Um, remember someone saying uh, I don't know why listening to sad music makes me so happy but
0: <laughs> a, I, I totally get that um, you know I was I mentioned Kurt Hammett before from Metallica um, I love listening to Metallica when I'm cleaning the house it puts me in the best mood
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's right th- those sort of there are certain bands that are house cleaning bands Um uh, <laughs> My wife always said that uh, bad company was a good one. Oh, ah, <laughs> I'll have to back. give that a
0: crack next time. I'm scrubbing the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On a more personal note, with music, Dave, I like to ask people where their music comes from. Um, is there is there a process? Is it just is it just a feeling? Like where where when you sit down and write music, where does it come from?
1: Okay, well, in my case, a lot of times uh there is no one sort of thing and um when i when i write i I'm, being a guitarist i tend to brace it on a little bit on the actual rhythm of the guitar or the the, the riff that i'm playing you know playing and that sort of is quite important for me to get the have a good a good guitar feel to to the song but um i, I very rarely sit down to write Um, what happens to me and I think it does happen to a lot of people is they just songs just come to you when you least expect them you know you might be out walking or something and you get an an, an, well maybe it's a melody or or a lyric line or something or both of them come together and you get the the seed of a song and uh, usually I can't wait if that happens away from home or whatever to get get to a guitar and, and, and try and sort of make something of it so it's an evolution from then on but uh, that I find that I write lots and lots of songs. Um, they come to me all over the top place. And not. <laughs> I have to say that they're not all good. You know, I mean, <laughs> that, 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 you, just, you think they're great at the time and then you sort of listen back, do a little recording and listen back, you know, a month later and think, well, what was I thinking? That's not really very good at all. So, you know, I'm sort of quite prolific and hopefully in there somewhere there's a few that are worthwhile. But they come to you... Um, I think it was John Hyatt, who who is a great songwriter, I think he said that you don't really write songs, they're just there. And if your antenna are up at the time as they're passing by, you you just catch them. And that sounds strange, but that's not a bad description, in my opinion, of how how these ideas come to you.
0: Dave, oh, (laughs) I've asked that question to a, a bunch of musicians. Um, Like from all walks, so like Xavier Rudd or, you know, the the lads from Kingswood and local Mm -hmm. um, writers like Tracy Barnett. And it's incredible uh, the similarity in your answers. Um, A lot of people say that their best songs, they don't know where they come from. They're just there. And you've basically put that in your own words with the antenna and it just... um, yeah. I don't know. I just I love exploring this idea because it's it's a common theme, and I just it from being someone who can't write, well, doesn't write music. Um, it's very cool to to hear it from so many different people.
1: <laughs> if I, I guess, if you wanted to be analytical, really analytical about it, you'd have to say they'd probably come up from the subconscious. You know, we we because we, we don't know where where they come from, but. They must be, you know, simmering away ideas or just whatever. And, and they sort of come up from the subconscious to the conscious at some point, uh, poke their heads up and we... If we're a we try and grab them. <laughs>
0: well, that's it. And then, you, then you've gone into the, the more scientific explanation, which makes sense because you've got your degree in uh, physics, which I noticed. Everyone goes on about, uh, oh, what, whatever his face is Brian May and his astrophysics. Well, we've got our own.
1: <laughs> yes, once a nerd, always a nerd, I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> I'm with you there. All science chat aside, you've got a few other appearances to come up as well. Um, this month, Blues at Bridgetown, of course, you'll be on stage.
1: Yes. That's right. Yep, Blues at Bridgetown. It's a it's a classic uh, event. You know, a perennial favourite for West Australian blues fans. And uh, I've been there obviously a number of times. But um, this year will be I'll be there again. And uh, looking forward to that. I think it's um well it's only it's only two or three weeks away. What is it? The um
0: yeah, 12th to 14th. Of November. That's right. That's yeah, around the
1: corner. That's, that's right. I'll be there on the Saturday night, which is the thirteenth. So it'll be great. Yeah.
0: What is it about uh, Bridgetown that you really love? Are there any standout memories?
1: Well, I think uh, <laughs> there's a lot really. I mean, it's 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 a community event, uh, not not like a lot of festivals which are. Sort of, uh, some promoter puts them on and and sort of books the acts and and all that and makes it an event. This is actually run by the people of Bridgetown. You know, they're not uh, professional promoters or anything like that. So they have like a committee and they just sort of uh, run it from year to year. And they've had some great years and some not so good years. This <laughs> sort <laughs> of thing, but it's but it's kept going and it's it's really good because it's like it's a community, put a community put it on. You know. And um so that's one aspect of it. The other thing is that, you know, for me anyway, well, it's 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 friendly and local kind of thing. I mean it's it's West Australian and um I mean obviously I played a lot of festivals all over the world and and uh but this one's special for me uh, um and people who've you know, known me for years, followed my music for years, um have a long history with me, you know, because I mean obviously uh, you know, I've been playing for many, many years and and even in the early years, there are people that turn up that say, Well, you know, I saw you like, you know, 30 years ago, 40 <laughs> years ago, or something. So there's that sort of really good feel, good vibe to me, anyway.
0: Well, I actually spoke to one such person yesterday, Carmel, from Glen Iris. Uh, She called up to win tickets to Blues at Bridgetown with us, and she said, oh, Dave Hull, I saw him 40 years ago. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. I think sometimes they're surprised to see me still upright, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can't kill a bad thing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, that's right.
0: this has been a most wonderful conversation I really appreciate your time on this and um, have a ball at Bridgetown and also don't forget get your tickets for Aces at the Madge part of Fringe Festival in Perth walking it through the blues I couldn't think of anyone better to do that with and uh, yeah I'll have to get in line and get my old man a ticket
1: yes please do <laughs>